Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we're here to deliver the news, recaps, and responsibly socially distanced like Yuzuru Hanyu and his Kiss and Cry Pooh Bear. Merry, Merry Christmas. Hi, guys. We are back from our little hiatus, and boy, was this was this an eventful Christmas period. Like, oh, insane. I think folks who stayed up to watch Japanese and Russian nationals here in the States literally did not sleep for like four consecutive days. <laughs> I was not one of those people. I slept and uh, watched it afterwards. <laughs> oh, me too. I mean, luckily being in Sydney, Jap Nats was like a good time for me, but I mean... <laughs> I still had so much Russian nationals to catch up on that I was just like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> but <laughs> but we ended up getting through it all. So this will be our first of three episodes uh, covering what went down in the Christmas period. We're going to start with Japanese nationals. But how was your Christmas, Joss? Our Christmas was extremely uneventful. I live in California, so we're literally locked all the way down, although probably like 50 to 75% of people are totally not listening to that lockdown. <laughs> uh, we're basically not allowed out besides essential services. So we just kind of chilled at home. We went for a quick walk by ourselves. <laughs> but that's basically it. Uh, we've been FaceTiming with various people. So that's been uh, nice, but overall very unexciting. How was your Christmas? Much of the same, to be honest. I think everyone was kind of prepared for it to be a more subdued Christmas. So I just ate. I was just, <laughs> I just like, ate. Christmas, great Full food. <laughs> food, feasts, <laughs> pretty much. So I was like three consecutive days of food. And I'm like, I'm not complaining. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, why don't we move into the skating festivities of Christmas weekend? We shall. How about let's start off with... Japanese world team announcements. Oh, yeah, let's do that. I mean, it was pretty much pretty simple. It was the Japanese national podium. So for ladies, we have Rika Kahira, Satoko Miyahara, and Kaori Sakamoto. For men, we have Yuzuru Hanyu, Yuma Kagiyama, and Shoma Uno. And for dance, we have one team, Misato Komatsubara and Tim Coletto. And for pairs, uh, even though we did not have a pairs event here or at NHK Trophy, we have one team as well, Riku Miura and Ryuichi Kihara. I mean, that is if we even have Worlds this year. Yes, definitely. Exactly. Like in last episode, we were saying that they were potentially planning something like a bubble that they had at Skate America. So they would be quarantining at the hotel, uh, testing for COVID, and eating, drinking, sleeping, training, everything in the hotel venue. But since then, we have not heard anything from the ISU regarding further plans about that. So I guess that's with an asterisk of if Worlds happens this season. Definitely. And I think a couple of people were concerned about, you know, Worlds because there are certain people from certain countries who... um, (laughs) who approach COVID with a more lax strategy, let's say, (laughs) and who aren't the best with mask wearing. 
And I think, you know, if it happens in a bubble, then, you know, the rules should be the same for everyone and hopefully everyone follows them. But I mean, you could also argue that, you know, the uh, a certain team, most of them have had COVID. So like, just buddy up with them and just exchange, you know, COVID um, antibodies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't that was do a that. joke, Don't, guys. No one like, do that. Please. Joke. Yeah. Big joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I guess congratulations to all the members of the Japanese world team if that happens this year. Yeah. What do you think about worlds happening or not happening? I think that I'd be fine either way. I just want the skaters to be safe. Like, this is already a weird enough season. I think if Worlds got cancelled, then we'd all be like, yeah, we saw that coming. But if Worlds went on, we'd be like, let's hope everyone stays safe. But, like, yay skating, even though it's it's been a weird season. Who knows what to expect? I mean, considering our general attitude towards COVID here in the States, I am very surprised that I feel... I guess the the most impressed with the way that the states has handled skating competitions compared to the rest of the world. Um, like <laughs> for the ISP points challenge, like the very first thing that we covered this season, uh, everything was done via video. And for Skate America, everyone was quarantined, stayed at, ate at, slept at, uh, competed at the Orleans Hotel in Las Vegas. Um, that's where they're having nationals this year as well. But I think that out of all the countries, the states demonstrated, you know, a lot of consideration to how they were doing competitions. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we just want athletes to be safe. If that means canceling worlds, then so be it. If that means having worlds in a very secluded bubble, so be it. But considering the way that uh, Russia (laughs) has... Not naming uh, names, though. Not naming (laughs) names or anything. But considering how they have treated COVID and their attitude towards COVID, I feel worried for folks who have to stay in a bubble with those athletes that, you know, have demonstrated an alarming, not considerate attitude towards COVID. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I know. And me as an Australian looking from the outside to everywhere, I am also surprised that the US has been the most... (laughs) considerate in their competitions and become and be some sort of like I don't know example to everyone else yeah the U.S. Um, is just a shining paragon of COVID responsibility aren't we that was sarcasm we're not a shining paragon of COVID responsibility (laughs) but anyways Uh, (laughs) yes I guess um also before we get into the nitty-gritty of what happened in terms of skating over the weekend, we want to congratulate Yuzuru Hanyu on graduating from university. Absolutely great accomplishment just to add to his insane list of other <laughs> accomplishments. Like <laughs> the, the guy can do it all, can't he? Um his graduation thesis was like insane because it sounds so fun to me so it was like around the topic of 3d motion capture technology being used um, in figure skating and I think he also said that in the future he hopes that um, an AI based scoring system could be incorporated using new technology and I'm like girl you're not allowed to have that much talent oh my gosh I (laughs) it's unfair to everybody (laughs) the first thing that I thought of when I heard that he graduated was, did he like take a little mini poo plushie and glue gun it onto his graduation <gasps> hat for his Zoom graduation? <laughs> oh 
would be the cutest thing ever. Oh, I reckon he, I reckon he did. That's the fanfic in my head. (laughs) No, it's canon now. We've said it, so it's canon. It's canon. There's the Pooh Bear (laughs) on the graduation cap. (laughs) Oh, that Pooh Bear does look so fluffy though, so I'm a stan. Okay, so let's start off with talking about, let's start with ice dance, shall we? Yes, let's do that. Uh, so the podium at Japanese Nationals looked very much like the podium at NHK Trophy. Uh, basically, NHK Trophy was a warm-up to Japanese Nationals. So yes, <laughs> uh, why don't we start with our bronze medalists, Rikako Fukasi and Eichu Cho. They are actually pretty interesting because their outing here was pretty similar to NHK apart from their very unfortunate fall but I think it's really interesting yeah it was it was very very unfortunate you know it it seemed like a fluke it didn't seem like something that was happening all the time it didn't happen at NHK but I I think that they're a pretty interesting pair because I'm interested to see the direction that they go because they are actually not eligible for the Olympics next year uh, because of Cho's citizenship so I'm interested to kind of see where they're going to be going next season and what they plan on doing. Oh, citizenship woes. Yes. <laughs> Sigh. Don't so he us. is originally Canadian, which is why. But yeah, I, I I mean, they are relatively young. They're both 23. So, you know, I reckon they still have another Olympic cycle in them, which will do them. I think that will do them well, having that extra time to mature and grow and all of that jazz. Yeah. Let's move to our silver medalists, uh, the esteemed <laughs> Daisuke Takahashi and Kana Muramoto. Uh, it was actually really interesting because apparently Daisuke fell during practice and yeah. there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of talk about uh, Kana potentially sustaining an injury to her leg or her foot. Um, everyone was abuzz about that, but... Luckily, it seemed to be okay in competition. There didn't seem to be any kind of like leg related things going on. So sigh of relief for that. Big sigh of relief. But did you notice, because it was very noticeable for me, the improvement in Daisuke skating. He looked so much more confident just in terms of like his deportment, but also in his skating skills and ice dance skills, like um, the footwork in his lift good job Daisuke like he every time he comes out on the ice as an ice dancer it shocks me I'm like you at 34 which is like not old by any means but still picking up ice dance which is like a different world from single skating completely and like coming out and just doing so well like what I know it's wild I still like do a double take every time I see his name next to ice dance I'm like oh there it is yeah yeah I I know right um but in the rhythm dance they skated to the mask soundtrack which I love they got a yes no 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 for their key points of the fin step which I mean look I don't expect Daisuke to be hitting all of his um key points at this stage but you know I'm just happy to see him smiling and happy and constantly improving so like that's great yeah he definitely didn't look like the gears were turning you know like I mean they were turning but you know like you couldn't (laughs) tell from his face and the way that he would transition in and out of elements um and also he didn't fall on his twizzles this time high five that's very very true um (laughs) 
but he did fall in the free dance or like quote unquote fell but didn't touch the ice but they did get a um a one point deduction out of the stationary lift which was it was just like messy footwork but you know but didn't touch the ice so like we're good there right yeah their uh discourse and conversation about it afterwards was like oh my gosh, like, it's okay, it's okay. It was very comforting uh, hearing that they were both, you know, trying to comfort each other after the fact, and obviously no one was blaming each other, but just uh, hearing and reading what they were saying to each other, I was like, this is a good team. I like it. I appreciate oh, it. They absolutely. support each other. And it's so cute, the support. I just, ah, I think everyone just loves it. So whatever. Honestly, they could just skate to the middle of the ice and just, I don't know, do arm movements and we'd all be like, oh, we love you guys. Yes, Dice K's back. We'll, we'll still be talking about the fact that he's back. 100%. Um, let's move on to our gold medalists, Misato Komatsubara and Tim Coletto. Okay. There was a thing about their rhythm dance that we saw on Twitter. So first of all, uh, I do love the Dreamgirl soundtrack. It's so great. They do it so, so, so well. But they got are given yes, 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 yes for their key points. But there was a, there was some discourse on Twitter from at WTF Ice Dance, love the handle, that Kamatsubara and Kaleto's finstep was not called so correctly. Um, they said that there are a few timing errors and there was an argument for like a level two call instead of a level four. But at the end of the day, I think that given given that um, Misato and Tim train at I am, there is definitely going to be like hammering and training on getting all those key points out. Because one thing is for sure is that everybody from Montreal knows how to cleanly do a thin step and get at least a level three in that. So, I mean, I just enjoy their performance anyhow. Yes, I think they're also very sweet. You can definitely tell that they have a lot of chemistry and they have a good relationship. I think that, oh my gosh, Tim was kind of like providing like live tweeting slash commentary. And my favorite tweet of his was the rink playing Afterglow by Taylor Swift. We have to stand. <laughs> yes, Tim. <laughs> and I mean, yes, very true. We do have to stand. Yes, Tim. He should do more live tweets when like... When he, he and Masato retire from skating, like, far, far, far into the future, he should just make a business of live tweeting because, like, I will follow that any day of the week. I mean, he should have our jobs. Not that this is either yes. of our jobs. He yeah. should have our hobby. You can have our microphones, Tim. You can have our microphones. You can come on the pod and join us. We'd love to have you on. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty great. Alrighty, so Masato and Tim are going to Worlds, and let's move on to the gigantic men's event. And before we start, this was insane, because before the short program, there were five groups, and like a world or an international competition, there was the whole only 24 skaters meet the free program card, and I was just like, holy shit, the depth in Japanese men and ladies is... It's insane. It's wild. There were so many skaters. I was like, I wish we could talk about every single one of you, but 
we're not going to. <laughs> but only 24 <laughs> men made the free skate. But I just think that that is such a testament to the depth of the field and how many up and coming skaters there are. I'm so interested to see kind of who is going to shine in the future because I really enjoyed seeing all of them and, and seeing that there were so many of them, even kind of during this specific time in this specific season. I know, right? And how about we start with a little young Bean who can be called an up-and-comer even though like he's pretty he's pretty already there. And that is Yuma Kagiyama, our bronze medalist. What did you think about his performance here at Nationals? I think that I mean, obviously he's the same skater. He just has such a nice spring. He like he's just kind of like a bouncy little like a slinky like from Toy Story. Oh yes. <laughs> is he's so small but like the 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 spring he gets is just almost incomprehensible it's it's wild I, i want those legs it's it's so wild um so his short program was to vocation and the silk road ensemble choreographed by laurie nicole and that quad sour double toe i was just like that spring this is great. This is this is great spring. He just has such nice flow across the ice. I was like, oof, this is this is beautiful. He just has great musicality. His rhythm is so nice. I just I really enjoy watching his skating. I know I say this all the time, but like I think that if someone who has not been watching skating for a long time and just kind of like turned on the TV, I think that this is someone that you Definitely. know just like casual non-all-the-time skating viewer would really enjoy. Absolutely. And I feel like it, he's he reminds me of, like, half of Shoma because, number one, he's so small, but also he's got great knee bend, but also somewhat of, like, he's got some yuzu in him just, like, from the spring in his jumps and the way he kind of, like, glides along the ice. But he's 17. He's going to, when he hits his peak, he's going to be insane. Yeah, he is going to be amazing. Uh, I did (laughs) the free skate costume. Still, uh, I am confused about this. I think I figured out the dark green costume. He is a small shrub in the forest, in the Avatar forest. (laughs) In Pandora. He's just a little small shrub in, in Pandora, exactly. So that that's all I've got, really. <laughs> I just feel like after Rustalicum, after seeing the exhibition where Maurice literally painted himself blue, I just have oh such my God. higher standards yeah. for programs to movie soundtracks with blue characters. Like I just, <laughs> it's just elevated my standards so much that I see this green costume and I'm like, I like green. Green's a great color, but really, we need more commitment here. <laughs> where is your dedication, like? You know what, Marisi, just fly over to Japan, give Yuma some of your blue face paint and body paint. and The blue body paint. The body paint. Like, okay, we, I don't think we have expressed our love of blue Marisi Kvitovashvili. <laughs> so Marisi as the genie from Aladdin, he was doing this, he was doing a program, an exhibition program to a friend like me at the Rostelecom Cup exhibition, <laughs> and we just lost our minds. Look, the dude even got an Instagram filter, like, that makes people's faces blue. Like, come on, this is peak figure skating, ladies and gentlemen. We are sorry that we haven't put out our um, our Rostelecom Cup exhibition 
episode that we promised last time, but it, it'll come. We eventually. are expressing our love for this program. Or you'll hear us talk about this for forever because we are obsessed. And Yuma, honestly, follow in Maurice's footsteps. I I think he would be happy to help you out. Blue face paint, blue body paint for Avatar. I, I will pay for this. If Yuma ends up in the Swedish world skating bubble, we expect there to be blue body paint in his COVID <gasps> quarantine suite. Exactly. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> blue mask, blue body paint, everything. everything. Uh, so <laughs> with that being said, uh, why don't we move to our silver medalist? Oh my gosh, the return of Shoma Uno. And also Shoma Uno with Stefan Lambiel. Okay, can I just say, I think Stefan being in Japan was the source of a lot of my happiness and excitement (laughs) for Japanese nationals. Oh my gosh, he just, I feel like, Shoma working with him has just transformed his skating, 100%. his attitude, everything. Like, he's just done so much good for Shoma and them working together. He They they shared a large embrace when Shoma got off the ice. He was smiling so much more. Um, Shoma did an interview saying that he figured out some strategies to not panic and outwardly do skating math after he popped a jump Aww. and to not get so down on himself. Um, he was saying that this is the happiest that he's been about competing in a long time, and he's trying to enjoy training and skating with a different purpose, especially in this season, because he realized that what he was doing, like, especially last season, wasn't working out for him. It was making him really upset. So this is just like a totally different Shoma, and I'm so glad because sad Shoma is not the Shoma that we want to see. <laughs> exactly. And I have in my notes just seeing... Seeing Shoma smile and happy after his program just, oh, it lit my heart up because, you know, we know what what he went through and the struggles that he had with skating in general. And after he's been training with Stefan, you can really see a shift in his attitude. And obviously that translates to his skating. So I'm just super happy that he's back and in this, like this form, because it's so nice to see. So in his short program, which was to Great Spirit by Armin van Buren, which is very, it's very Shoma and Stefan. Like I can see Stefan skating to this, which is great. Um, so he had a gorgeous <laughs> quad flip off the top and that's back and looking better than ever. But he fell on his quad toe, uh, but had a killer triple axel and then a banger of a step sequence at the end. I love it. Uh I just think this is a really good short program for him. He looks like he's having so much fun and not constricted to any style and just being himself. So that's great. Um, and the free program. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We got a clean Shoma. Woohoo! Ugh. All of the jumps were clean. There were a few kind of like itsy bitsy bubbles on the landings, but quad flip looked amazing the knees were all there his knee bend is always just chef's kiss but like i said before so nice to see him happy and just celebrating after a clean long program oh my gosh it was so funny because i was looking at this uh interview or i guess like set of quotes from shoba on twitter (laughs) and apparently so in the free program there was 
a combo that was a quad toe single toe and apparently at that point Stefan was like screaming at him to do something otherwise he would leave a whole bunch of points on the table for like not doing a combo um after the quad toe I guess I guess Stefan thought it was off when he landed and he was like Shoma do something do a single toe or do something and, and then Shoma just did a single toe because Stefan was screaming at him to do something do a single toe and then he did a single toe and it was just it was so nice and it really kind of like spoke to how beautiful and transformative their relationship was and also just Absolutely. kind of like a funny way definitely and Stefan in the kiss and cry I was oh it's so cute to see him like so supportive and just oh just to see Stefan like with Shoma and with Rika was just it was so nice yeah it was he was honestly one of the best parts of this nationals I mean there were many many good parts obviously a lot of people that were skating for the first time this season but Stefan was such a highlight here Definitely. Okay, and another highlight, of course, was Yuzuru Hanyu with two new programs to show everybody. Oh my gosh. And it doesn't look like he went anywhere. Like, COVID what? Like, university thesis writing graduation what? Like, he just came out and was just like, yeah, I'm back, bitches. (laughs) Let me tell you, when I was doing things for university in undergrad, it, it, it was not even like a thesis. It was like doing a stupid assignment that was worth like 5%. I like wouldn't eat. I wouldn't shower. I was like, I have to get this done. But he apparently can like train, learn new programs. Like this man is superhuman, I'm telling you. Uh, I also think that he is just such a great advocate for COVID awareness and safety. He literally took every oh, yeah. opportunity he had in interviews, in the kiss and cry, when he was warming up to demonstrate that everyone should uh, exercise COVID safety and precautions. For example, my personal favorite, uh, social distancing. Everyone's personal Everyone's favorite. personal favorite. Uh, social distancing with Pooh Bear and the kiss and cry. <laughs> I was like, this is the most precious moment of this season, apart from Shoma do a single toe. <laughs> And okay, I'm going to interject with something Russian, but it's like really, really quick. And there was a really similar moment at Russian Nationals where Anna Frolova was in, not the kiss and cry, it was the the green room. And she was just sitting there because she was the leader. And she, you know how everyone has like the plush tissue boxes. She was grabbing hers and she was putting a mask around it. And like, she was like unaware of the camera. And then she was like, oh camera's on me and she's like let's fix your mask and she pulled it up to the screen and was just like hey here you go and it was the cutest thing ever so like oh my gosh I love all of this like example of social distancing with like plushies it's it's so great it's so unfortunate because that tissue box was probably the only person wearing a mask in that entire (laughs) arena properly wearing a mask correctly really (laughs) it really says something uh to the COVID precautions that the only person wearing a mask properly is an inanimate object. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, Yuzu is just, he's he's a bit too perfect for words, isn't he? And let me entertain you by Robbie Williams, choreographed by Jeff Buttle, Buttle. is also, in my eyes, so perfect. I absolutely 
love this program. I was legit just thinking about how I wanted Yuzu to do another rock program similar to Parisian Walkways because like we've seen Seimei and Chopin like a million times and they are great programs, don't get me wrong. But I was just like, Yuzu doing like rock music is just, is something else, right? And boy, were we entertained. Yeah, he was saying in an interview that he wanted to like bring light to this year and this season especially. I don't think he was talking about like this program, but I think he was just talking about like coming back to skating and competing in general. And he was like, you know, like these are really dark times. We are feeling isolated. We are feeling uninspired and unmotivated. And he was like, I hope that my performance and my competing here can bring some light to everyone because people really need it during these times and i was like oh how sweet precious man love him absolutely precious what did you think about his short program uh I okay first of all I was just like watching it the first time I was not even watching like for the elements or anything I was just like sitting there like staring at it so I had to watch it like three different times to actually like look at what was going on but uh, I think everything was oh my gosh my biggest gripe this season when the elements are not timed nicely to the music everything was timed so nicely I was like Jeffrey thank you Jeffrey (laughs) I Jeffrey Buttle Girl, I love Jeff Buttle with all of my heart and his choreography is so great. That triple axle bang on the music. I was like, holla freaking Lugia. It was so nice. And uh, Shake Your Ass was also perfectly timed to Shake Your Ass. <laughs> shake Your Ass is just, it's brilliant in every single way. It's so it's good. so brilliant. I think I've seen this program like five or six times already. <laughs> Definitely. And of course, like that quad sow saved by a spread eagle exit. Like, I was like, lol, only him. <laughs> only Yuzu. Who else? Who else? No one else. Definitely. And he showed amazing duality because in his free skate, it was to Heaven and Earth by Isao Tamita with a beautiful costume. It looked so gorgeous. Oh, obsessed. Obsessed. And obsessed. Look, okay, I have to say, I'm not too sure about Shailen's choreography and the music, but Yuzu took it to another level, like always. He puts like 150% into whatever he does, whatever character he plays, and he just gives it that extra something something, you know what I mean? Um... And it was just, it was lovely to watch. And I was, <laughs> half of my notes are like, nup, it looks too easy. Like, uh, it's unfair. Like, the quad loop looked like a bloody triple loop. Like, just, this is stupid level genius. <laughs> yeah, and uh, while he was training for this, he was also writing his thesis. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. Like, I need another reason to feel so inept, right? <laughs> Everyone's like, what did you do during lockdown? And we're like... I don't know, eight, and Yuzu's just like, well, I put together two new programs. Um, I got a quad loop really consistent, and I also did my graduation thesis. And you're like, Jesus. Um. <laughs> the only multitasking I'm doing right now is literally eating chocolate-covered almonds and drinking a white claw at the same time. Those are the only <laughs> two things that I've been able to do at the same time. And not even really at the same time. It's really like alternating, so does that really count? Mm, I, I've just been alternating between sleeping and eating. So like I feel super productive all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, I always enjoy Shaylin's choreography. You know, just seeing what Shaylin has been doing. 
<laughs> you know, it could be ABBA. It's not ABBA. <laughs> I think this is great. I think Yuzu does it amazingly. Uh, and it's not the ABBA. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I will be forever salty about the ABBA. Look, I think we love Shaylin and we know she's a great choreographer. But just this season's programs just haven't really been hitting it. It really, they haven't like from Nathan's to Abba to Aliana Kostanayas, like. But this one, mm. I really like this one. This one is great. This one, I think, I like this one mainly because I think Yuzu just he loses himself in the music and he just adds that extra dimension of like character and performance. Um, but yeah, look, I I am really glad we got to see two new programs. So it was one of the cool. highlights, if not like the highlight of the season. So good. So good, so good. Shake your ass, baby. Shake your <laughs> ass, baby. That should be the episode title. Episode 11, Shake Your Ass, Baby. <laughs> I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I, we have to redo the graphics. Redo the graphics. Damn it. Okay, I'll, that's my multitasking. <laughs> so we are actually coming to you from the future now. Uh, we're talking about this after we finished recording our episode, but I think that this is something that's really valid that we wanted to bring up that people have been talking about and doing a deep dive and analysis on uh, on the internet right now. But it, it seems to have come to light, I mean, obviously from the skating scores, that there was an invalid element in Yuzu's short program. And we wanted to talk a little bit more about the analysis and what people are saying that that has been going on today after we finished recording. Yeah, so in the skating protocols in in Yuzu's short program, he got a V put next to his ending sit spin, and that pretty much says that element was invalid. And I think the thing was that the he had a twizzle transition before his sit change sit, and the twizzle was one of those like sit twizzles. And this Jackie Wan did like an in-depth dive on it. So go check out at Rocker Skating if you want to read more about it. But there's like so to get a level, a feature in a spin, you have to have at least two revolutions. And I think the JSF were like in like in the sit spin, you start counting the two revolutions when the leg is parallel to the ice. And like immediately my skater brain goes, girl, no. Like <laughs> there are skaters who can't get their leg parallel or straight or like there are different sit variations where the leg isn't necessarily like parallel to the ice. Like what do we mean by this? And like most skaters originally, you know, when they train, they go, okay, if we need minimum two revolutions, we count minimum three in our head. So we just ensure that. And I think there was something about like the theory, as Jackie Wong put it, was that the twizzle transition before the spin was counted as the actual sit spin because like the twizzle twizzles didn't travel enough to be counted as twizzles so it was like a spin and that is a load of bs in my opinion because go watch the video there's like there is choreography after the sit twizzles not this yeah the sit twizzles that's what i'm gonna call it and at least to me they traveled fine <laughs> like he didn't like oh uh, like i can see why many people are mad about it because like if that theory is true that the the twizzles before the twizzle transitions before the spin were like counted as a sit spin that that is 
that is a load of bullshit. <laughs> and yeah, like Yuzu spins like quite fast and transitions between his sit spin positions fast, but like just I don't think it was in I don't think it's invalid. Like I Yeah. <laughs> I get the frustration about it. I don't think it should have been called invalid either. I think that they were being very, very strict, like extremely strict. And they they don't need to be that strict because they weren't that strict on anyone else. And it's so unfortunate that it's Yuzu. I'm like, why are you being so strict on him? It doesn't make any sense. Like you should literally be promoting one of your best athletes, if not your best athlete in the field right now. It's so unfortunate, and we just wanted to kind of insert this note here uh, to let you guys know that this was going on and that people were talking about it. So this is us coming to you from the future <laughs> to let you know that this is going on. And now we are going to go back to our episode. See you soon, guys. <laughs> okay, how about we also shout out a couple of the other men Um so our bronze medalist from NHK Trophy, Lucas Tiyoshi Honda, he didn't do so well. He landed in 13th place overall, but I just, I just didn't think it was his day or his competition, which was sad because you can see the quality in him. Like he didn't get third in NHK, you know, for no reason. I still really, really enjoyed his James Bond program. I think that he has that something, something. I said that when we recorded our NHK episode is that he brings so much like attitude and fire to that James Bond program. It just wasn't. I love it. Yeah, it just wasn't really his competition this time. Better luck next time. And and I think he will do better next time. It just just wasn't his day. And that's okay. (laughs) That rhymed unintentionally. (laughs) You know, most days it's not really my day, so... (laughs) Lucas only had one bad day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kamiura, the 15-year-old, came seventh. Um, he was not feeling good for his short program. There was a hard fall <laughs> on the quad sow. He face-planted on the triple axle. Oh. It was a very unfortunate fall, uh, considering that Michael Bublé just continued to croon in the background. <laughs> that he was feeling good. This did not look like it felt very good, so... Yes. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, Kazuki Tomono came in sixth. He did all right. Um, a few issues here and there, like in the short program, a fall on the quad sow. But this is insane because these are great skaters. And you're like, oh, you came in sixth and seventh. And you're like, oh, my God. The field, it it is so deep. Yeah, this is sixth or seventh in a, in, in a field of like 30 skaters that we originally started with at the beginning of the short program and then dwindled down to obviously 24 in the free skate. So yeah, sixth or seventh is literally like top tier. So uh, let's move on to our fifth place finisher, uh, Shun Sato, our 16-year-old. My, my favorite soundtrack, Pirates of the Caribbean, for his short program, but... Yeah, the short program was okay. There was kind of an iffy landing. Yeah, yeah right. kind of an yeah. iffy landing on the triple let's triple toe combo. Uh, but a very nice opening quad toe. Yeah, like, okay. If you guys didn't listen to our NHK trophy, Shun Sato has one of the best ISU bio hobbies in the entire world. It is take care of Demican, one kind of goldfish. <laughs> and he is so small and he's got like, He's got such spring and talent. You can definitely see that in his free program and short program to Pirates of the Caribbean because it's great. Um, yeah, 
I mean, fifth place, really, really decent considering the field. And we are definitely going to see more of him in the future. Definitely. I also uh, petitioned for Shun Sato to have a goldfish tissue box in the Kiss and Cry. <gasps> Etsy people. Etsy folks. It. <laughs> and it should have a pirate eye patch. Girl, we this is our second business. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Not that we have a first business. This is our first exactly. business. This, this is our business. Our only business is making one kind of tissue box. <laughs> that, that's our business. <laughs> one kind of tissue box for one kind of goldfish. We love you, Shinsato. Oh my gosh. Uh, our fourth place finisher here was uh, KG Tanaka. Uh, one of my favorite sets of programs here. Her short program is to Hip Hip Chin Chin and... I'd love a hip hip chin chin and his free skate is to Sherlock Holmes. We also love this soundtrack. We love all of this. It's so good. He came in fourth and you know, I think obviously there are like little tidbits he could improve on, but overall great skates. I think that he really enjoyed his hip hip chin chin this time because he was really given it in the step sequence. Girl, and that I step also... sequence is fire. <laughs> It was so good. Uh, I also feel like no one does hip hip chin chin if they don't really, really want to do hip hip chin chin. And he True. Like, really did it. <laughs> uh, he did pop his quad cell to triple cell. However, uh, he ended up like 40 points behind Shoma. So had he done that quad cell, he wouldn't have been able to catch Shoma at all. So anyway, I, I feel like this is another skater who just needs to keep these two programs for eternity. Seriously. <laughs> he looks like he has so much fun doing him, and I love him. Yeah, I, I think that uh, he has so much personality. I feel like this is someone that I would invite over for some drinks and to play Cards Against Humanity. Dude, when, when, you, when you were saying, like, invite over for some drinks, I'm like, in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, and play some card games. And then you were like, Cards Against Humanity. I'm like, we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is totally someone that I would invite over for, like, some white claws and Cards Against Humanity and, like, fire up the barbecue. Oh. I don't know if he does any of these things, but we'll just speculate that he enjoys barbecue, white claws, and Cards Against Humanity. Hello. That sounds like that sounds like a really, really good time. So, like, oh, we can watch some movies because that's what he says in his eyes. You buy a hobby. Like, th that sounds like a great night to me. That's awesome. I, I guess that brings us to the end of men's coverage. Yeah. Let's move on to the final discipline which is ladies which just like men was a huge huge deep field yeah really really deep field and also some of our favorite humans coming back to skate for the first time this season uh the first time that yes. that we've seen them skate and honestly i feel like we haven't seen these people in like years and years <laughs> but that's not true i know um, some unfortunate news before the event started was that Mar and Honda withdrew. Um, we always love to see Mar and skate, so we hope that she gets better soon. Yeah, apparently she withdrew from the competition due to some dizziness. Uh, hopefully that's not COVID related and she moves past this episode quickly. <laughs> this episode 11... Sorry, that was... Oh my gosh, <laughs> episode 11, shake your ass. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm like, my, my specialty is really, really awful puns that like cause people pain. So... <laughs> 
Um, how about we start with somebody who caused a lot of people pain in the short program, Wakaba Higuchi. Oh no, <laughs> truly sad for her. Uh, I was watching the warm-up. I was like, oh, this is going to go so well. She landed her triple axel. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. Clean triple axel in short, clean triple axel in the free, but that just didn't happen for her in competition. Um, she ended up 13th in the short program, and it was 13th with a large point gap in between. There was a lot of catching up that she would have had to do in the free skate. Um, and in the free skate, she was eighth uh, with a score of 133.51. It just wasn't enough to catch up in the standings with the mistakes that she made. It makes me so sad that, you know, she didn't make the world's team. And this event in particular was just not great for her. I, I'm hoping, well, I mean, this season has been pretty much like a wash for a lot of skaters. Obviously, a lot of things don't count. And I'm hoping that next season will be it for her. And because next season, it it really, really does count. And hopefully things will be you know, potentially back to normal or as close to normal as possible with the vaccine rolling out and people hopefully continuing to follow COVID safety guidelines. But yeah, just overall really, really sad for her was a pretty disappointing event. Yeah. So in the short program, she fell on the triple axle, um, did triple lutz, turned out of it and tagged a double toe on the end. And in the free skate, it was better. So she came eighth in the free skate um, and pulled herself all the way up to seventh. Um, But she had a big step out on the triple axle. She didn't fall though. Um, But then she went and popped the flip. I was like, yeah. But honestly, I love this free program. I think that if she considers keeping a program for next season this should be it because it suits her so well I think the choreo is by Massimo Mascali and it just she does it so well it was very very unfortunate that she popped the flip because that was the combo that was worth the most base value is a triple flip double toe double loop but that obviously didn't happen it turned into a single flip so she left a lot of points on the table there but like we were saying there was a large points gap after the short program so even if she had completed that combo clean we don't know if she would have been able to catch up but honest okay personally i like the sia better than i like the free skate but i think that really i think that when she does it well she's so happy like i saw her at skate america and after she skated that SIA program clean, she was ecstatic, you know, like just she, I don't know. There's just like a certain something about her happiness after she skates that program. Oh, clean. definitely. She was like, she was still smiling at the end of this short program. And I was just like, oh, Wakaba, you're still smiling even <laughs> though the program wasn't great. But no, I know she loves the Bird Set Free program and I like it on her too. But I think like the the flamenco would be such an olympic moment for her oh yeah it would like do you see where i'm coming from i do i do i think i i honestly think she should keep both programs but we wouldn't be mad if that happened i wanted kaori to keep no roots and we know what happens well, she, with that <laughs> look she's bringing it back for the olympic season guys it's not actually true we don't know it but i'm just you know i'm trying to put it out there we'll into make the it universe canon. we'll make it 
Yeah, I, it, for me, it is canon that she's bringing it back. It's the only reason she didn't keep it this season. It was so to, she could bring it back. That's that's what I'm putting out there in the universe. I'm manifesting it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't at me. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, But yeah, overall, a pretty disappointing weekend for Wakaba. Um, why don't we move to our next lady here? Uh, let's talk about Mai Mihara. Oh, blessed Mai. She's just, she's just so cute and like beautiful and porcelain fairy-esque, isn't she? I'm so happy that she's back. I think her skating brings a lot of joy. She skates in a very delicate manner, delicate, lithe manner. And I, I love it. I think that she brings something different to the ice. Uh, she truly is just like a little fairy and I love to see it. Um, her step sequences are beautiful. Um, I'm just glad to see her uninjured and back and feeling good about her skating. I think that this uh, outing was pretty similar to her outing at NHK. Actually, no big disasters, no tons of points left on the table, and really enjoyed seeing her at both events. Definitely. She did pop the triple lutz in the free program to a double lutz, double toe, double loop sequence. But other than that, she skated pretty well, ended up in fifth. Yeah, like like I was saying, pretty similar outings here and at NHK. I just love the way that she skates, and I'm so glad that she's back and feeling good, and she seemed pretty happy after and satisfied after she was done with her program, so. Definitely, and I think one thing I had in my notes was that my my face hurts because I just smile whenever she skates. I smile throughout the program. Oh my gosh, so true. So true. So true. All right, do you know who else I was smiling throughout the program through? Miss Yuhana Yukoi's Tom and Jerry. <laughs> ladies and gents it's back oh my gosh i i just i think it's so unfortunate because she does not skate well in the short program (laughs) like consistently does not skate well in the short program and then really has to rein it in for the free skate uh after the short program here she was 16th and then in the free skate she was sixth so then overall she was in eighth place uh right underneath wakaba um, the points difference between them was less than a point. So, but yeah, I, I I think that if she can really get it together for the short program, I think that she would really rise in the standings. A hundred percent. Like the Japanese ladies in this event really gave me Russian men vibes in terms of how chaotic everything was. Like it was chaotic good though. There was so many instances of ladies doing really well in the short program than doing really awfully in the free skate and vice versa. Like, for example, Marco Yamashita, she had a great short program, came in fourth, and then the free skate was just, was just not good. She came in 13th in the free skate and that dropped her all the way to 13th overall. And it was just, it was an interesting, it was an interesting competition for the ladies. Yes, it was definitely an interesting competition for the ladies. Also very interesting to see kind of who we suspect that JSF is backing, but <laughs> we'll talk about that when <laughs> when we talk about... That is a big conversation, Jess. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we talk about the uh, individual skaters coming up. But yeah, a lot of chaos, but really nice to see everyone skating here. And it's definitely a different kind of chaos than the Russian men, which... Is also very welcome, but we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about <laughs> Russian nationals next episode. 
So ninth place was Yuna Shiraiwa, who delivered like decent enough skates. Um, Mana Kawabe came in sixth. She had um, she had pretty good skates as well. She had she attempted triple axles in both the short and the free skate. Um, there were good attempts, but the short she flipped out of. I think she flipped out of it. She might have fallen. I can't exactly remember. But in the free skate, she did fall in it. But the rest of the program was great. Um, but how about let's talk about our pewter medalists because pewter now exists for every country, not just the US. <laughs> that's a, that's a joke, guys. Um, and that was little Rino Matsuriki, sixteen years old. She looks about ten, and she is so so cute. I think this is someone who is really up and coming for Japan. I think that she has a big future ahead of her. Um, Her short program was to the Color Purple soundtrack by Quincy Jones. And her triple flip, triple toe combination was so nice. Uh, This whole program, I think, was so nice. And then her triple flip, triple toe again in the free skate was also beautiful. And yeah, she's... (laughs) Like I said in the NHK, she reminds me a lot of Baby Mausada. Um, She's such a cutie. Her free program was to Perhaps Love by Jones Denver. She did, at the end of the program, she pulled out a triple sal, triple toe, double toe. And I was just like, bean, little bean. (laughs) And definitely, she's got a bright future ahead of her. She is somebody I feel like um, JSF is definitely pushing. And, you know... Deservedly so, because she definitely, definitely has talent. And I can't wait to see her compete in more international events. And oh my gosh, she's 16. That means she can, I think next year she can go, uh, she can go senior. Yeah, that'll be really interesting considering all the other folks who are coming up internationally senior. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. We will see how uh, she holds up compared to everyone else that is coming up senior. Okay, let's let's move on to our bronze medalist of the event. Our lovely Satoko Miyahara. (laughs) Satoko? Yeah, this is our first time seeing her this season. Uh, The first time really seeing her in a while. The only place that we have really seen her is on Gabby Daleman's TikTok <laughs> in the past. We also while. <laughs> saw her on Carolina Costner's Instagram story during this event. Carolina was singing Satoko's praises and giving her some love from far away. And oh, okay, let's let's start with her eyes. You buy hobbies because we haven't discussed that yet. Her her hobbies are cooking, reading, and coloring. Oh my gosh, she sounds like my BFF. <laughs> She's gonna be my BFF. That's it's decided. It's happening. And and we and she can teach us how to TikTok. She can teach us how to TikTok since she has experience and I only have experience scrolling at three in the morning and wasting my time on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start with the short program, which I think is absolutely gorgeous. I really like the dress. I really, really like the dress. It's a beautiful green number. Um, the music I also think is so perfect. Thank you, Satoko. It is Nocien number one by Eric Satie and Metamorphosis two by Philip Glass, because you know my love for Philip Glass, everybody. Philip Glass. We should make t-shirts. We'll make t-shirts. Philip Glass shirts. Uh, the dress really reminds me. It's kind of like got nude mesh and these green crystals and 
details. It reminds me kind of like a poison ivy dress almost. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge poison ivy fan, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a poison ivy dress. It's very nice on Satoko. Um, unfortunately, uh, she did pop the triple loop into a double loop in the short program. However, just so, so nice to see her back. She has a beautiful uh, lengthening of her lines, the completion of every motion, you know, every step that she does extends all the way to the tippy tip of her fingertips. And that's something that my dance teacher was always screaming at me about (laughs) fingertips extend, you know, And, and she does all of that. Uh, she also has a beautiful layback spin. So happy to see that again, but really a shame about the loop in the short program. Yes, but we definitely got to see more of Satoko's amazing performance qualities in her free program to Tosca. It was a different cut to Tosca at the beginning than most of us are used to, but okay, the step sequence gave me chills. It was a level four step sequence and I absolutely loved it. I was just like, Satoko, don't stop skating, please. Never, ever stop skating. But at the very end, she went down on the double axle, triple toe. And I'm like, she doesn't do this. This never happens to her on the double axle, triple toe. So I don't know why that happened here. It was such a shame. It was the last jumping pass. It was going so well for her. I was like, who are you? This doesn't happen for you. But uh, yes, a very... I mean, not very different, but a different cut of Tosca, which is very welcome. An innovative Tosca cut. Imagine that. Uh, I also really enjoy this dress. I think it looks great on her. It's a one sleeve dress. Uh, The one sleeve is a long sleeve. It's this beautiful deep red, almost like red wine color. uh, And it tapers to a V in the back, kind of on the backslash side of her body. It looks great on her. Um... Satoko really, really, yeah, she really rocks that one sleeve look, doesn't she? I mean, it's a good look on her. If if I looked that good in a one sleeve dress, I would. Unfortunately, when I wear one sleeve dress, it just looks like uh, I've flipped one of my sleeves inside out and I'm trying to don clothes and have unfortunately done it incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's not a cute look on me, but Satoko does it very well. She does everything very well, pretty much, like... Keep skating for the rest of your life, please, because I will pay please to see it. Do it. And I'll stop wearing one sleeve dresses in exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who we also never want to quit skating is Kaori Sakamoto, our silver medalist. Fave. Absolute fave. Uh, so, oh my gosh, I have so much to say about her. However, uh, the first thing that I wanted to say about her was that I was scrolling on Twitter the other day and I found this tweet that was someone had put together this compilation of a comparison of two heat maps. Uh, one of them yes. was, yeah, it comparing um, her speed and ice coverage from last season compared to this season. And she has improved significantly in both of those areas in her skating speed and in her ice coverage. I think that's amazing. Like it literally is scientific fact, like in front of your face that that she has improved. And I love that for her. I know. So and thank you to Japanese TV and JSF for giving us these amazing breakdowns after they've skated. We've got heat maps. We have, you know, jump metrics on like how far, high and wide and fast. I I don't know what adjectives I'm using, Um, (laughs) but we got so much info and I think, I think this is correct. 
but Kaori and Rika beat some of the guys in terms of max speed hit across the ice. And I'm like, you go girls. I mean, none of the men are in the Matrix, so. There we go. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. I mean, Yuzu's in the Matrix, but like he's been in the Matrix for like ages, so. <laughs> oh, he's been there. <laughs> He's been there. there, done that. He's still there. He is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that is that what's happening? Is Yuzu Keanu Reeves? He, Have you ever seen Yuzu and Keanu Reeves in the same room? <laughs> you know, I personally haven't. This just reminds me of that Ali Wong movie where Keanu Reeves makes like the most awkward cameos, and I'm like, why are you here? Keanu Reeves is like me in a personality. Like him and I share very similar personalities. <laughs> That should be your ISU bio. Hobbies. Keanu Reeves. That's it. Nothing else in your hobbies. You, you know what? Sure. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> one kind of Keanu Reeves. That's it. There we go. There we go. That's it. One kind of Keanu Reeves. Um, back to Kaori though. In her short program, I almost, I swear, I almost shit my pants in, on that triple flip double toe. Like the triple flip, her landing was like, very pitched forward and I like I I let out a little yelp not gonna lie yeah she was off axis the landing was way far forward it did cost her several points but she somehow managed to save that combo I was like okay (laughs) um however had that not happened for her uh, Rika had 79 points in the short program so I don't think that even with the addition of those points had she jumped that triple flip clean with that combo I don't think she would have been able to catch Rika anyways I think she would have still been silver so Uh, but in the free program (laughs) okay first of all girl every time she skates past those judges with her blade up in the air I think she gets closer and closer to the judges every single time. This is the same analogy. I was going to say she gets closer and closer to Nirvana because it's just like, <laughs> I love her that much. <laughs> is this the same analogy as like in like toddler? This is horrible. Like toddlers and tiaras, the moms are always like the higher the hair, the closer to God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this that analogy? I don't know where I'm I'm pulling this from, but. But I love it. I love it. Them judges leaned back, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, there's literally like a gif that is Kaori skating past the judges and them leaning back, especially that one, the first judge that she skates past. That first judge was like, look, I I would pay Kaori to skate that that close to me, okay? Like, judges, come on. Show a little bit of respect. <laughs> I know. Why Why are you leaning back? Lean in. Lean in, judges. Definitely lean in. You should be so obliged. Uh, wh- what was the tweet that we saw that was just like, Kaori's, you know, getting to their throats, threatening them to like, if you don't give me plus five GOE, I- I'm a come for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that is. Uh, and all of her teammates as well, because uh, they are rather stringent, but... That, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but she, yes, she had a great triple flip, triple toe to open along with that gorgeous double axle. Like, oh, that double axle. I keep, I keep dreaming of the day she gets that triple axle and has that same flow out of it. It's great. What I think the metrics were saying that she, the speed was 21 kilometers an hour and like the length was 3.5 meters or something. And I'm like, that's giant. 
That is oh giant. Gosh. If she lands a triple axel in the Matrix program, we will see Keanu Reeves in The Kiss and Cry. <laughs> he, he just materializes. <laughs> He'll just materialize in The Kiss and Cry. Like a hologram. <laughs> He's just like sitting there. Um, but socially distanced with that plexiglass in the middle. He, oh. he comes up on the other side. Oh, he'll be eating one of those ice cream bars from the Russian company. Stop. He'll just be in the kissing cry eating a dragon-shaped ice cream I can't bar. wait for this to happen, Joss. I can't wait. This is canon. It will happen because she will land a triple axel. Exactly. Keanu Reeves popping up with that, with that Russian ice cream. <laughs> oh, let's make it happen, ladies and gents. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, but we should also talk about this new Matrix costume. She, lo- This costume gives me no Roots vibes. It has strappy cutouts everywhere and like triangular shapes. It's a little bit like I love Lady it. Gaga-esque, especially in the top area. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this costume. I love it. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Maybe that's why. She, she was, like, getting close to the judges, like, guys, see my cutouts, like, see this new dress. Oh <laughs> Don't I gosh. look fabulous? <laughs> yeah, it it's great. That's that's it. That That's why. Uh, but it's it was just such a good program. She was so happy. We got a Kaori fist pump. I love a yes. good Kaori fist pump. You know she's stoked when, when she fist pumps at the end. And she is the scrunchiest smile. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I love it. Can you please scrunch your nose and smile all the time? <laughs> I absolutely love it. She skated clean and was so happy about that, of course. And I feel like, you know, she's just happy that she did her best in the free skate because that's, that's all that really matters, right? It really is. And I honestly, I'm just so happy to see her have a good season. I mean, even though it is this season in this dumpster fire of a year, but she skated so well this season, especially after having not a great season last year um you know she's just been so happy and really coming into her own again and i'm so happy because she's literally one of my favorites so yeah really happy she's one of my favorites too and we love you kaori okay let's move to our gold medalist who we have not seen all season and there has been such hype around this young lady and that is of course miss rika kahira Oh my gosh, yeah. She also has two new programs like uh, Yuzu. Uh, her short program is to fi- The Fire Within and her free program is to Baby God Bless You. And honestly, I'm really happy to see uh, new programs from her because last season, her programs were really not my favorite. There was that one uh, International Angel of Peace program. And then there was also that do, 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 I liked program. her short program, though. I don't even I don't remember what that what I really that liked was. that. I liked it. Oh, no. I might have been like the the 5% that liked it. I did it. not enjoy that program. I'm sorry, but Rika. It definitely is like an acquired taste, that, that program. But... We see her here with Stefan Lambiel and like, I love this partnership. We've been seeing little sneak peeks of this short program all over Instagram all season long. And we finally got to see the one-handed cartwheel. Oh my gosh, that is such a fire cartwheel. But I, I okay. <laughs> I don't remember getting little sneak peeks of bidi 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 on Instagram. <laughs> it would have driven me crazy. Guys, Shazam that. Shazam that right there. You'll you'll get the song that we're talking about. Shazam. 
Uh, but anyways, uh, let's uh, talk about her short program. Uh, again, it's to the fire within. There is a one-handed cartwheel. Um, and the, the last time we actually heard this music was Junwon Cha did a program to the fire within. And I think that that had a little bit of a different vibe, but both programs I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. So in the short program, she banged out a triple axel. It was great. I'm like, good girl. Um, she stumbled on the triple toe landing in her triple flip, triple toe combination. But the step sequence was absolutely <laughs> fire. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Strike two. Uh, oh, I wasn't gosh. sure about the black tights, though. I really liked the short program. I just wasn't sure about the black tights. Oh, my gosh. I have a black tights story. Okay, these... These looked more like black leggings than they did like black tights. But okay, I have a story about black leggings slash black tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at my wedding, uh, all my bridesmaids slash um, like girls in my wedding party, they had long dresses, like floor length dresses. And my matron of honor, literally my best friend of like 15 years uh, from high school, she was wearing black leggings underneath her dress, but she actually did not take off her black leggings before we walked down the aisle. I mean, you couldn't see them or anything, but this literally reminded me of <laughs> the moment at my wedding where my best friend was like, oh, actually I kept my leggings on because I was just too lazy to take them off. <laughs> I was like, did that happen for you, That's Rico? a mood right there, let me tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so great. I mean, you couldn't see them or anything. And honestly, even if you could see them, I wouldn't have cared. But it just really reminded me of that moment where my best friend was like, actually, I didn't remove my black leggings and that's totally fine. Yeah, I. what did you think about the costume? Because I think it could have just done without... The, the black leggings. I, I really, yeah. I didn't, like, it's not awful. No, it's not terrible, but I really do think that the black leggings are not great. They're not my fave. Um, I think that it needs to be a little bit, I think that black and red costumes are pretty, like, overdone. Like, every, I think every lady skater has a black and red costume somewhere in their repertoire. I think it just needs a little more punch. Like, it just needs a little, I don't know, something. It needs to lose the black tights slash leggings, and it needs a little something somewhere else. I, I don't know what, but it just needs a little bit something else. However, I did really enjoy her warm-toned eyeshadow look. I love a cute warm-toned eyeshadow look, so... I'm very into it. Very, very true. Um, she does love a hairpiece. So, I mean, that was a little something, something. She had a gorgeous, lovely hairpiece in the free program too. Um, so let's talk about that free skate. It's to, again, it's to Baby God Bless You by Shinya Kiyozuka. Um, I love this dress, but okay. Her tights don't match her skin tone. And the briefs of her dress are like sage green. And I love a purple sage green combo. But there was like, there was like a little thin like underskirt that was like somewhat green. But there was no green anywhere else on the costume. And like, that's just a really, really nitpicky thing. A really nitpicky thing. But I was just wondering what you thought because you are our resident expert on the color wheel. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this did not please my, uh color wheel obsession <laughs> this is it's not quite an eyesore like the combination of uh Daisuke Takahashi and uh Kana Muramoto's uh costumes in their short program where they're literally completely different color families but yeah I, I thought that green was interesting <laughs> I think I think we need to rethink the costumes and 
both the short program and the free skate. But yeah, I, I mean, overall in the free skate, I found it interesting because uh, she had no Lutzes in the free skate, none. But I also found a tweet saying that the Lutz was aggravating her ankle. So I Aww. think that, I mean, obviously safety first, if it's bugging her, then, yeah. then no Lutzes for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she opened with a gorgeous quad sow. Like there was a running edge and everything. And I'm like, girl, you make this look too easy. It was wonderful. Um she also went um, and did a triple axle next. It was called under rotated, but like still, bam, a statement. And I just thought, you know, in general, it was a cute, lovely free skate. And her, her expression at the end was the cutest thing. She was like happy, but like cutesy about it. I was just like, oh, Rika, I'm so glad you're back. Oh my gosh, Rika has such a different energy from Kaori, but both have a great fist pump. <laughs> Both have a great victorious fist pump. Very happy about it. So congratulations to our gold medalist, Rika Kihira. I honestly am just so happy that everyone is back here. The fam is back. It didn't feel right without them at NHK. All of them. Rika, Satoko, Shoma, Yuzu, everyone. The gang's all here. So The gang is all here. I didn't... I didn't realize so many people were missing, but like now that they're back, you're like, how did we ever do without you guys? I know. I know. It's so unfortunate, but yeah, it really felt like something was missing at NHK and it's, I mean, something was obviously missing. There were four big heavy hitters missing, so. <laughs> yeah. but just so happy to see everyone back here and, and all the folks that were missing skated so well. I'm so happy to see them in their in great form right now. Yes. And I think that wraps up all we have on the skaters for Japanese nationals. Let's get into the kiss and cry. All right. So for our kiss and cry today, we only have one thing going on, which is our book recommendation. And the book that we are going to recommend today is inspired by Rika Kahira's short program to the fire within. We wanted to choose another fiery type of book and the book that we chose today is Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Uh, this is definitely a book that is more well known that we've picked. We try and choose books that are less well known but this is just such an amazing book. It's literally one of my favorites that I've ever read um, that of course we had to mention it. Uh, there is also a mini series on Hulu. It's so good. Uh, it stars Carrie Washington, Reese Witherspoon, um, yeah, it's so good. I highly recommend the book and the miniseries, but let's talk about the plot. Uh, this book takes place in Shaker Heights in Ohio in the U.S. Uh, it opens with the Richardson house on fire. And the overarching mystery is trying to figure out who started this fire and why. But this book is not 100% a mystery at heart. It is a propulsive and very readable contemporary novel. It surrounds the Richardson family, and the mom is Elena, and she has basically like the picture-perfect popular golden family in this town. She has four kids, two boys and two girls, and she lives a very comfortable life in the suburbs. There is a new woman who moves into town. Her name is Mia Warren, and she moves into a rental property of Elena's with her daughter, Pearl. Elena's best friend adopts a baby from China. And this starts a different part of the plot. Mia gets involved and comes between Elena and her friend. The whole town is truly ablaze with this case. 
there are issues of race, immigration, socioeconomic privilege, and mother-daughter relationships. I love this book. I love Celeste Ng. The miniseries is so good. I highly recommend both the book and the TV show. It'll give you a lot to do. Um, And this book is called Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. Yes, I mean, with quarantine, we've got a lot of nothing to do. So pick up this book. It is a great read. There's a lot going on anyway. So like keep the drama up in your life, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's really great. It's honestly one of those books that you like want to come back to and like leave on your nightstand and read before bed. It's amazing. So yeah, definitely highly recommend. Yeah, and like we said, we don't really have much for our Kiss and Cry this episode, but we have a lot to say in our upcoming Russian recaps, Russian national recaps, so stay tuned for those. Those are coming very soon. But for now, I think uh, I think we're done for this episode. So I am Joss, and you can come and chat with us at Let's Get Down Pod, L-U-T-Z, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to work with us, shoot us an email at letsgetdownpod at gmail.com. If you like this podcast and are scared to do a one-handed cartwheel on ice like I am, please give us some five-star love. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.